This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is incredible. You know when you get the text about your STI results? The three pie now. Lads, I've been getting the spreadsheets ready. He knows his stuff, this boy. Or go down the Harry Potter route and send an owl. Well, I think we should get on the Wembley headphones. By the end of the tournament, there may be a kiss. Edison invented the light bulb. And naturally, we had to get Mike Dean to a chicken shop. Get on the moon! <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast, World Cup edition. Uh, I believe this is episode six. I've got the usual boys with me. It's Chris and, and Dave. Everyone okay? Very good. Dave, how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, I've not been to a kebab place since we last spoke, so I can't give you any feedback whether the Indian fellow was lying to me and it wasn't actually a kebab shop or, or not. So I'll, I'll look into it, lads. Yeah, yeah. Well, plenty, plenty of listeners will be, will be worried, you know, about that, that kebab shop chat. Um, mm. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be on their mind. It's been a fascinating series this so far, obviously, as we progress through the World Cup. A lot of topics discussed. I just want to remind you boys and everyone listening that there have been so many things discussed that uh, we say that we're going to do, haven't done, then meet up on the next podcast and, and we haven't done it. But don't worry, we are actually making a list. And if we don't complete this by the end of the World Cup, some of these things, i.e. setting up the premium rate phone service for stats uh, or having Dave... <laughs> Uh, dancing around a pole, um, <laughs> sort of delivering stats to to mostly men, I think, just sat around whilst they sort of throw money at him. All these things will happen in either this series or when we get back to the normal podcast. It's just like we're just getting wrapped up in the football, really. That's our main focus with this. But they're all good ideas. Yeah, and also I don't know if you saw that uh, one of our listeners got in touch and, and said for, for obviously Dave's punishment, um, he, we could get him down to Fulham's training ground potentially uh, and have Mitrovic firing balls at him red ass style. Yeah, this was after Dave made us all kind of say with confidence when we were out and about that Serbia could be a, a sort of underdog in this World Cup. They finished bottom of their group and uh, and as such, Dave deserves some sort of punishment. So yeah, but please keep sending in your punishments. I, I think it, it's fair. The one thing I'd say though, lads, is you've probably got to get involved as well. And if you miss, you've got to join me on the line. No, we're, we've not made any mistakes. I think it should be Mitrovic. This is how I'm imagining it, Crouchy. Please. Oh, hold on, lads. Is, is, is San Marino? San Marino? <laughs> yeah. Oh, San Marino's here. Is she coming on? Will she come on? Uh, babe, uh, one can, we just, can we just clarify this is audio only? This is audio only, yeah. Oh, great. Um, Dave, I don't know if you've been in this situation before. Occasionally, we're blessed with the presence of San Marino. And, um, no. Do you mean Jose? No, no. You, um, I just explained Jose? to the lads, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been calling you San Marino every, every now and then. Uh, for- Crouchy, why don't you explain why 
You call her San Marino. It's, a, it's going to have to be quite long-winded, but... Um, well, it can't be because I've got parents even at 13 minutes past. Okay. Uh, well, San Marino are a team um, that lose quite regularly and they concede a lot of goals. Oh, San uh, loser? No, not a loser. No, not at all. Um, it's because you kick off every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That is so nice, isn't it? Well, if you wasn't such a twat, I wouldn't have to go for 10 minutes. God. Well, welcome along. There's a reason why I've never listened to this podcast, and this is it. <laughs> it's so good, because it's like once every six months you come on. It's always, like, unannounced, and it's some of my favourite episodes where you come on. How did you find Crouchfest, by the way? You enjoy it? Crouchfest was incredible. I can't believe you pulled it off, guys. You know, mm. it was, you know, considering you did it all yourself, you, you did it, everything yourselves, you pulled in all your favours. The crowd was just electric. And I, I honestly, joking aside, I'm so proud of you all. I couldn't Aww. believe it. My mum was crying. I was crying. I just thought it was fantastic. I saw you before. And I remember saying, like, God, this could be... Because like, we just didn't know how it was going to go. Like, yeah. we knew the stuff we wanted to do, but it really could have gone the other way. Mm. And actually, it was so fun. I, I didn't get to catch up with you properly afterwards, but it was. Um, it really was one of the best nights ever, you know? I'm thinking Crouchfest on tour next time, because <sighs> everyone, you know, I, I know, you know, so many people wanted tickets and couldn't get them. And, you know, it, it was just the most incredible night. I, I, I honestly... Considering I call you Pete and his two silly mates, he's pulled it off big time. And it was just a wondrous night. It was mega, mega, mega. I have to say that means a lot because, you know, you would be the first to critique it. Yeah, well, because I'd hear Pete on the phone, like in the office, like just talking nonsense as usual. And I was thinking, oh my God, this is going to be disastrous. Because I didn't turn, if if you notice, I I arrived so late because I was barred. Why? Pete actually barred me because I'd be interfering too much. (laughs) 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 I wasn't allowed to come because I'd be like, you know, I I remember when I walked into Crouchfest and I walked into the um, dressing room and and the first thing I said to Pete was, there's no ice. And he was like, there's no ice. We've got Kasabian. We've got Lisa <laughs> We've got Paul Potts. We've sold out Wembley Arena. And you are saying we've got no ice. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you finding the World Cup, Abby? Let's get into a bit of the football. How are you finding it all? Oh, God. Well, it's ruined my vow renewal. What's that? So, oh, hasn't Pete told you? There's a few things I declined to mention on this pod. <laughs> no one wants to know. What, no one wants to know that our ten-year anniversary was during oh, COVID, and no. you know, this is, these are personal things. They're not things I share. You well, know, are you embarrassed of me? Not at all. Not in the slightest. But they, they've put some things I have to say personal. Obviously, should I tell people what you said? So obviously, you're this, going to anyway, aren't you? This, um, <laughs> this vow renewal has been months in the making. Then you know the whole thing's planned. Blah blah blah. I won't go into details, but it turns out it's the same day as the World Cup final. Oh no! So Ooh. Pete's words were, "Quote: I'm not marrying you again on the World Cup final day." Well, so. I mean- this is amazing. So we've had to change the whole date, change the time, because I think it's the semis the day before as well. So he's like <laughs> giving me about like 10 minutes for our vow renewal. 
And then, you know, he's like, no one's going to be there. No one's going to want to come because it's the World Cup final. No, we've, we've, we've come to an agreement. That it's the third and fourth playoff uh, day. <laughs> I was going to say, what's well, not the semi-final of the day before? No one, no, it's third and fourth playoff. Yeah, but then I tried to explain what a third and fourth was. And uh, I don't think anyone, who, even in football, knows what that is. So, um, you know, trying is to explain. Is this what you were talking about last night? Yeah, last night I was trying to explain. Is this who comes second, third? Yeah. Well, I don't understand why third and fourth play each other. Exactly. No, no one does. I haven't even seen one game. No. Wait, you've not seen one game this World Cup? You're not bothered at all? I go and watch Wednesday when Pete's watching the match. Well, so, so, like, have you been following England with this? I was following Jill on I'm a Celebrity. That's yeah. It doesn't seem like a World Cup to me. You know, everyone's normally in beer gardens, the mm-hmm. sun's shining, like the streets are like decorated. It just doesn't seem like the World Cup to me. But with that in mind, England are actually doing all right, aren't they? Yeah. Do, do you think you'll jump on the bandwagon um, sort of around the semis if we beat France? Um, is that who we're playing, France? We've got France in the next next game. Well, if you watch the match with me, maybe. But if you leave me like you normally do, then no. <laughs> yeah, but I just from the outside looking in here, if you're a big football fan, you want to... You want to be watching a game with other people that are really into it. And mm. I'm getting a vibe that you're not matching Pete's enthusiasm. It's a bit like <laughs> some of the things you do, you know, you're massive in fashion. Pete comes along and he pretends to be interested and he treats it, that particular sport, with the respect that it deserves because it's you. And I wonder, Abby, if perhaps you need to do, start doing the same with Pete, you know, with the football. Yeah, but Pete's not playing. I would if Pete was playing. <laughs> no, it's a fair point. You could barely get me there when Pete was playing, never mind when he's not. That's a valid, that's a valid point. No, I, I, I am totally behind England and I want them to win. And I think, you know, from everything I've heard, they've got a great chance and they've got that great new player. Oh, the Brummy guy. Can't wait for this. Yeah, the Brummy one. Yeah, the Brummy one. What's his name? Carlos. 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 Oh, I don't know. Bell. Carlos Bellamoon. Carlos Bellamoon. <laughs> Carlos Bellamoon, central midfield alongside Declan Rice. <laughs> it's like if I asked you a question on Wednesday, you wouldn't be able to answer right, anything right. and you would sound right. like you were stupid. No, you're not yeah. stupid. You've got no interest. Carlos no. Bellamoon is now in central midfield. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's a lovely kid. He's... No, he's great. He's, he's a big prospect. Carlos Bellamoon now. <laughs> What's his actual name, though? Yeah, I think you're referring to Jude. Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham. See, I was close. Bellamoon. Carlos Bellamoon. <laughs> I said Bellamoon, Bellingham. Same bloody thing. God. This is going better than I thought it was going to. It's been quite relentless, hasn't it? I think there's been a lot of people because I think more people than most World Cups are watching from home because it's winter, you know, it's harder to be out. A lot more people are watching at home. I think... Um, I think there's a lot of World Cup widows, we've been calling them on this podcast. Mm. There's a lot of other partners that just don't give a shit at all yeah. uh, having to watch a lot of football yeah. this Christmas. I, d- I don't mind it really when it's on in the background, but I definitely don't sit and watch it. And um, I'm definitely a World Cup widow, but now Pete just decides to just go to the pub with, with like my brother or Scott, mm. or, you know, and um, crawls home. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. 
And then it's Christmas abs, and that's the exciting thing as well, because at the end of all of this, Pete's got to get you a lovely Christmas present, hasn't he, I assume? I've already had it. I opened it by mistake today. Oh, really? It was a Dyson dog groomer. What? It's her main. She she opened her main today. Main present. Oh. Last year I got nothing. Literally <laughs> nothing. Because I said, you know, I did that thing that girls do. Let's not do presents this year. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally didn't mean and got absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then this year I've got a Dyson dog groomer. Yeah, I wasn't aware that was a thing. Although when I was round at yours, you weren't in, Abby. And um, I was round at yours when we were doing the podcast. You had such an impressive hoover. We ended up putting a video of this on socials, right? Pete was loving it. Has a little light that was shining out at the well, end of it. No, I'm I'm a clean freak, so You know you know Chris has bought one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to it? since I showed them. How's your had... charge levels? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Can we please get sponsored by Dyson? Because I want a Dyson hair wrap. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> good abby before you go let's get a couple of football questions towards you just to get your view because you know it's a world cup podcast it does feel that we should do a bit more football what what would you like to ask well should we be worried about france um from an england point of view how is the best way to deal with mbappe um france no idea Kaz, oh. Kaz saw um Ginola in lapland really last week <laughs> She did. Okay, so um, France, no idea who plays for France. Who would you? Plenty of people have been saying Carl Walker. I just keep getting Ingotche in my head. Ingotche, Bridget Jones. Great, Dave. Any questions? Yeah, big question. I think that one of the the themes on the podcast Abby over the World Cup is. As a penalty technique, what's better, the fancier, slower run-ups or the traditional missionary? Yeah, if you were taking a penalty, Abby, would you would you go kind of fancy or are you more of a missionary kind of player? Mm, I'd go fancy. Yeah, yeah. Bruno. I'm so late for parents' evening. Can you get me link yeah, me on? Sorry, Mario? You're on. Um, well, are you doing parents' evening on this podcast, right? Is it, is, no, is, I'm trying to, I'm trying log, to log in. On, it's a two-hour bloody... Working. Two hours? We're going to have to wrap this up. Parents' evening's calling. Um, okay. It's mm. not. Oh shit. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And again, genuinely well done for Crouchfest because it was incredible, and I can't wait for the next one. It's lovely having you on. I think let's not leave it too long mm. as well. Obviously, these sort of ways that we do the pod are a good way to get you on because we're all at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's not leave it too long, eh? Cool. All nice right. to see you. Thanks, babe. And, and, thanks, and Dave, you've got some great shapes. Been looking back at the videos of Damien. I've been getting hammered by my mates, honestly. No time, no rhythm, no nothing. But I had a great time, I'll be so I couldn't give a shit. I think you were great, hon. <laughs> right, I best go. Parents evening, 15 seconds. All right. Cheers, Good babe. Bye. So San Marino goes off to do parents evening and you are you don't have to do it because you're doing the podcast. Daddy's working, isn't he? <laughs> give us five because I'm just going to get another beer. <laughs> So it feels like this podcast is very much a podcast of two halves. Uh, that was great, Crouchy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, she, as as you can see, like obviously it works, our relationship works really well because I am really into football and, and obviously she's not. But it's weird because instead of playing and coming home and not wanting to talk about it, obviously I'm at home wanting to watch it. And then 
it's a difficult balance with someone who's got absolutely no interest, as you can see. But it works well. But what do you think you'll do for the World Cup final? Because I think by then, she might be into the idea of the World Cup final. She loves a party, right? Yeah, exactly. So then it gets really tricky for you because you've done the whole tournament without... It's a bit like my wife, Rhea. She she had no interest in Watford's uh, journey throughout the FA Cup. None whatsoever. Suddenly got to the final and said, why aren't you taking me? <laughs> I was really honest. I was like, "You have shown no interest in. You don't deserve it." It's <laughs> a fair call, Chris. And it went down horrendously. <laughs> so sure enough, and do you know what? I blagged these nice seats as well. Actually, I've been invited. The club had brought us along and everything. And if you ever was to see like the camera pan to me, it's me sat next to my missus. I'm not saying it's not lovely, but it wasn't right, was it? And sold out. <laughs> like, I sold out. I'll never do it again. I'll <laughs> never. <laughs> but where does it end, though? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, maybe it's a good thing. You know, like, we're, if, football's, if the football's good, you know, they you might get more people on, on board. You know, she might become more of a... Mm. No, but then, but no, no, no. But I, the final is the payoff for the rounds before that totally in good. every that's it sounds like a metaphor that exists for life that you know and it should be i think one of the biggest problems in sport is that the final is celebrated by no one or or a lot of people that were not involved in the rounds before i believe that the final you shouldn't be allowed into the final if you have yep. not been to a round before I mean that at every level, corporate yeah. level, everything. Mm. I wish there was a rule. You need to have suffered. You need yeah. to have <laughs> suffered before you can appreciate the the final. You earn a final day. You don't turn up mm. for the first time at a final day. You earn a final day, you know, with limited exceptions to that. You work all your life to be an overnight success. It's a great saying. I don't know if it makes any sense here. Not if you're my <laughs> wife. That's what I'm saying. She just comes straight in, FA Cup final. Like Ab, Ab, Ab's, Ab's thinking about wandering in on, in a World Cup final. <laughs> no. <laughs> San Marino, you did not qualify. Chris, after the, um, after the game, did you... Did you blame it on her at all? No, you can't do that. And look, I'm, before I get hammered for this you know, as well as everything else. It, it was lovely having her there. It was a very important day to me. So it's obviously lovely to share that with my wife. <laughs> anyway, Dave, I want to shift the spotlight to you. On the last podcast, we asked you to go away and do some homework on penalties because there is obviously a very real chance that as England progressed through the tournament, they could end up in a situation and we wanted to know what statistically was the best way England could beat France on penalties. And you could have that as a bit of a broad brief and redeem yourself for the horrendous predictions that mm. you've made throughout this tournament. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've basically put together a bit of a three-point plan. Three things that England need to do to not only beat France, but use the methodology throughout the knockout stages. So first up, this is a simple one. Crouchy, as a team, you have to take the first penalty in a shootout. Yeah, I, I, I believe that was, you know, if I'm skipper, I want my team to take the first one. Do the stats back that up? 
They do. So looking at around a thousand penalties over World Cups and European Championships, 60% of shootouts are won by the team taking the first penalty. Do, do, do you think that's, that's added pressure on the, you know, if you score, you've got more pressure on you. If they miss, you've got the opportunity to win it. it it's, it's just a little bit more pressure, do you think? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Psychologically, you know, you're kind of down, aren't you? So you have to score. So it does put the pressure on. I think there is a correlation as well between scoring that first penalty, taking the first penalty and putting pressure on. So it's a simple one. It's it's one of those sort of points where it kind of makes a lot of sense um, for people. But it's, it's, it's big. It's 20%. You get a 20% uplift if you go first. What about if you score first, i.e. in terms of the order of who you put people in? Do you want your very best or most likely goal scorer as the first one. So that actually takes us on to the second point of the three-point plan. That is best takers last. <gasps> well, you're saying that's better. I am saying that be- that's better because if you look at mapping the penalties versus, you know, you go one, two, three, four, five, the conversion rate goes down. So the first penalty is going to be around 75% and the last penalty, um, let's say, could be around 60 63%. Yeah, but what, like this is where the slat, stats are flawed. Sorry to 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 uh, to give you grief on this, but not only because it's like the reason that the first penalties are statistically better is because there's better penalty takers taking them. Well, is is there? Is there hundred yeah. percent? Yeah, because you the majority of teams, I would say, you know, if I was manager, I would have my. You know, what if there's in a scenario where you've lost the shootout because you've had less capable penalty takers taking that you you might have already lost before you have Harry Kane, Alan Shearer, Julian Dix taking uh, penalties. The counterpoint to that, Crouchy, is that when the pressure is on and your penalty number five. Do you want your player that has that repetition, has that Shearer technique, has that Harry Kane technique where they've done it over and over again in their career that they can fall back on and try and ignore the outside looking in? I, I get that point of view, but I cannot accept it, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, 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 I just think you have to go best all the way down. Yeah, but if there's less pressure, if and because statistically more penalties are scored first, right? If you're you're basing that on the fact that the penalty takers are more quality at the start, but it might not be that. It might just be that because it's the first penalty, there's a different mindset for someone compared to the fourth or fifth penalty where it's got complicated and you've seen other players miss and, you know, the tension's built. Please tell me you're both playing devil's advocate here. You're not... No, I'm, I agree with Dave. Gotcha. I'm... I'm, I am fully committed to this. I've got the order of penalty takers that England should use against France and further down in the tournament. Number one, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Number two, James Madison. Callum Wilson, three. Rashford, four. Kane, fifth. I do like what you've done there. Like, they're not... They're not... You know, I imagine that, like, they're very capable penalty takers, all of them. Go again, Trent. So, so Trent has scored four out of four. Three of those came in a under-19s game for England in the Euros. Uh, you've got James Madison. The reason why you go Madison over Saka, they've got the same penalty conversion in the Premier League. But statistically, the older players are better at taking penalties. Oh, I love this. So, this is so good. This is why stats are taking over football. <laughs> so we bring. So in terms of the subs as well, I've obviously done a bit of work for for Gareth as well. Through the 120 minutes, the subs, four subs that Gareth needs to make: Trippier off, Trent on. Kieran Trippier has taken two penalties in, in his career, scored zero. But uh, not not. Can we just say just very quickly on that point, Dave? 
don't make the substitution at 119 minutes. When you bring players on like that, it kind of like like sort of skews down. Oh, mate, it, like there, there's nothing worse. You got like you want to play your way into the game even before you get a chance, let alone a penalty. So yeah, I, I find that bringing you know 119 minutes to take a penalty is is, is a difficult one. So we've got that sub, Trippier off, Trent on, Henderson off, Wilson on. Harry Kane moves to number 10. We're going offensive here. Don't care what Gareth's saying. We're going to go win the game. Foden off, Rashford on, and then Saka off, Madison on. And I think that could be at any point from 70 minutes onwards. But let's be honest, we haven't got a great success rate in um, penalties. You know, maybe we do need to try something different. So I am not stubborn enough to realise what you're saying. Like, when you named the, the penalty takers there, I could see us actually winning a World Cup with that five you've just picked. But my initial thought was, no, you have to have your best penalty takers. But if you look at it tactically, you know, so let's go through the five there, Dave, right? Trent, number one. Trent, number one. Uh, Madison, number two. So Trent's uh, four and four. Madison is five in six. Love it. Uh, then we've got Wilson who was on a 92% conversion rate up until the start of last wow. season. He's now 16 and 19 to still 84%, which is above the average. Then we've got Marcus Rashford, who's 15 penalties in 17. So 15 scored in 17. Well, well yes, with a massive Euros chip on his shoulder, potentially that, you know. It's a Stuart Pierce moment. It's a Stuart Pierce moment. He's back stronger. The Chumbawamba moment. It's a Chumbawamba. This, this is the. This, I advise Gareth Southgate to listen to this <laughs> podcast. This is something that's, you know, Dave. You, you know, you may have, you may have, you know, those, those that howler of Serbia <laughs> could be in the past. This is, this is groundbreaking, and this is, you know, this is new age football. This is something that we've never done before, and I'm just imagining, right, being in a situation where Harry Kane takes the fifth spot kick to win a World Cup. Yeah, he converts it. Having Gareth listen to these stats and listen to this podcast, and we would have had a hand in, in potentially winning the World Cup for England. Do you know what? I, I think something else just to, and maybe this is starting to change your viewpoint slightly on this penalty thing, Crouchy, is that having Kane further down the line there, to me from a fan's point of view, fills me with a lot more confidence. If it was coming down to that sort of pressure, and it does increase throughout those penalty shootouts, the idea that Kane steps up, I don't know, feels a bit more, well, quite a lot more settling than pretty much anyone else, actually. Which I suppose institutionalised to think that, you know, our best go first. And and that's what I immediately thought. But I look at, you know, Trent, and maybe a slightly less pressure penalty, amazing technique, um, ability a, a Madison I, I just feel like he's the type of player with loads of confidence to be able to step up in that scenario Callum Wilson's taken penalties before I I, I like him as a footballer and I, you know as a penalty taker as well and like he's like you say Rashford erases the demons and Harry Kane wins it for us Rashford's the redemption isn't it but bloody hell the pressure on him for that fourth fourth penalty that's the only weaker link I would say now and that's not on Rashford at all I'm not saying that as a it's just that is a monumental amount of pressure but as you say Crouch if you then turned round 
starts screaming into the air like Stuart Pearce did that time. That could be an amazing, amazing moment, couldn't That's it? Give, it's, it's give me, honestly, Dave, I've never thought your stats would give me goosebumps. <laughs> well, this is why we want to set up a premium rate phone line, isn't it? Imagine this, but we charge per minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> On the bed with the babe station in the background. Talk, talk penalties to me, Dave. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think the other thing with Trent as well is he's worked a lot with Nora Eleven. If you've heard of that, those guys, where basically they've, they're a company that goes into Liverpool and they work on the set pieces, the free kicks. Who are they? It's called Neuro Eleven. This is a, a, an actual company that come in like in some sort of A team van, I assume, and they put sensors on your head and then they measure your responses to those situations and they try and build a technique, a style that you can go back on, you can fall back on and you step out of the pressure. So that's why Trent's number one. This is good, this day. It's interesting. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Three-point plan, lads. We So far, we have discussed take the first penalty in the shootout. Number two, best takers last. And number three, you'll like this, boys. You need to be shithousing people. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring on a fucking goalkeeper. You're talking about bringing in a Ramsdale here, aren't you? So this is where I need your guys' input here. Um, wow. Looking into the numbers, last three seasons, Jordan Pickford's faced 11 penalties, zero saves, two misses. This is an 82% conversion rate versus Pickford. Let's move on to Ramsdale. He's faced 12 penalties. Three have been missed. So a 75% conversion, but zero saves. He's used his housery to you know, deal with the taker. We're thinking Bamford, we're t- thinking Bruno Fernandes or Nick Pope in the last three seasons, 20 penalties faced, four saves, 75% conversion. So basically, do you either go for Nick Pope, who's made the saves in, in recent years, or do you go for the housery of Ramsdale? You've got to remember, one of them will probably be taking one as well. You've also got to remember, one of them's been on the podcast, Dave, uh, and one of them is a friend of the podcast. Mm. Do I... Uh, uh, I, this that could be Ramsdale's moment, couldn't it? So Pickford, you wouldn't have Pickford in goal for a penalty shootout. This is Dave's shout, right? But this is, you know, but like no, for me, like I Pope, I've trained with Pope, and he is, I think, the best shot stopper in the team. I think he's that good. I think he's an incredible goalkeeper. I think Ramsdale, Shithousery, I think Grobelar, off putting, you know, that could that could work as well. Um, I I like I like the change the goalkeeper shout. I do. If, if if that's what Dave says, I think he's on fire with this at the moment. But Dave, are you saying not Pickford? Are you? But just to confirm, you're saying you would swap out the goalie. Yeah, but the whole reason is you are going to shit house the opposition. You are going to make the opposition think, holy holy shit, they're using one of their five subs to bring on a goalkeeper. That goalkeeper must be good at saving penalties, must be doing well in training. You're getting into your opponent's head. And I think I think Ramsdale is the perfect character for that. But hang on, the stats back it up, right? I, I, like, jokes, like, obviously, he's known for that personality. But in terms of the stats behind how effective we would be betting on him being in a penalty shootout, 
so like I said before, like it's exactly the conversion rate of penalties taken against Ramsdale and taken versus Nick Pope over the last three seasons is exactly the same. Yeah, God, I like I, I that's that's fascinating, isn't it? And I think it's more than it's more than just the save percentage. It's more than you've saved the penalty. I think there's a big head game in there. Speaking of Ramsdale, I got this video of him. Um, looked at my phone after the England game, and uh, it was a video from the bus. Got to say one, Chris. Enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. <laughs> so he's, Dave, basically he's listening to, someone's put a, um, Vanessa Colton on the bus on the way home from the game. And bear in mind just how massive that game was. And there was just something bizarre about how calm it was from the bus. But the fact that Ramsdale, all the way over in Qatar, is listening to a thousand miles through the speakers and wanted us to know about it. Passing the pod. <laughs> Sensational work, Aaron. Top notch. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this podcast today because it's been a real insight, Crouchy, about you at home and <laughs> watching the World Cup with you at home. Mm. Um, but it's also been probably our most factual podcast yet, which has been brilliantly researched by you, Dave. Really has, Dave. I've really enjoyed it. I was totally against all your thoughts until I, <laughs> until I listened to them. And I, th- I, I want you know people who are listening to this podcast to actually open their minds, expand, and 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 look at a different perspective. Because I've done that, and I feel like you've you, you've won me over. And well, I think what we do is we we get you to just put that all in an email, Dave, and we'll get it sent over. Yeah, it'll be great, easy. The the one thing I want to leave you boys on as well, like, look, you've given me credit for finding some numbers, but you lads were talking about missionary in the last podcast. It's effective. It needs to be brought back. Yeah, well, by missionary, what what we mean by missionary is, um, you know, you can take a really fancy penalty and piss around with the run-up, stop-start, all that kind of bollocks, or you could just absolutely spank it. That's what we're calling missionary. Old-fashioned type (laughs) style. (laughs) And Dave, you're right. We did ask you to go away and let us know what is better, because I think we're all convinced on this podcast that if you just go and wallop a ball, towards the goal that's enough and you stand a better chance of scoring but maybe we're wrong and we asked you to find some stats that could back up either way so looking ahead to the big game England v France should the England players get into a penalty shootout should they be doing sort of over stylish penalties or should they just go full missionary well the numbers they say one thing full missionary a 64% conversion rate out of the world cup so far versus the slow fancier reverse cowgirl at 55% conversion rate so it's simple <laughs> missionary is better i knew it you knew it as well crouchy uh, for for people of a certain age <laughs> we all know <laughs> older fellas <laughs> That's <laughs> what you are now, mate. Men of a certain age. It's <laughs> the job done. No messing around. <laughs> Every, everyone's happy. Mate, I'm not joking. There's money in them Viagra products as well. Let's get them sponsoring the next podcast. There's nothing more chumbawamba. <laughs> right, lads, that's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, people have enjoyed the statistics. You know, older blokes doing missionary and all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back after the England game. England-France is the next one, hopefully into a semi-final, Crouchy? Yeah, I'd love to think so. Like I say, I've enjoyed this pod as well. You know, I've, I've, I really pray England do well. I've started believing. I think the nation started believing. Are we stupid to believe? We'll find out, won't we? Um, but anyway, Chumbawamba, guys. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to loadofpricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Loadofpricks, loadofpricks.net.